the b and show is up here just to let y'all know. And I knew it was something about y'all guys that I like. I lived in Staten Island as well, all right? And Vinny, you said something about you had hurt your clavicle and you lost your wallet. Listen, stay away from them hookers on Highland Boulevard, all right? That's why you got, that's why you got assaulted, all right? You ain't slick. <laughs> All right, well, listen, fellas, y'all doing a real good job, man. I can't wait to hear y'all next podcast. This is Butch of the Being In Show down in Philly, always hating on the Eagles, always. It's a 24, 365, even 66, 366 days, because it's a leap year, hating on the Philadelphia Eagles, all right? Later. The double dose of hating. I love how Butch threw in the extra day on the leap year. Listen. If we could get extra hate on the Eagles, there's no problem with that, okay? That's, I'm that's down for wonderfully hate on the whole city of Philly. Acceptable. Oh, so shout out to our our, our brethren uh, now in Philadelphia that uh, was here on Staten Island. This yeah, is our Butch. guy. That's Butch of the BNN show. BNN show. Still can't find it. <laughs> I, I looked all, I was typing it into the podcast app. I can't find it. Butch, g- get your links out there, man. We want to share the show on our show that you could get, we could, show, we could uh, spread the love. It's funny because I, I saw Butch doing a live show, yeah. and it was like 5 in the morning. I was driving to work, and usually the, the drive to work is like you're fighting to keep your eyes open. So he was doing a live show, and I hopped on like in the car. I had the phone like propped up on the on the stand, yeah, and that actually helped me get through on my drive to get, work. Get so Butch, Butch thanks for that, Butch. Now he's doing a live stream soon, right? He said he was going to do one. He's doing a live <clears> stream <throat> uh, live from tonight uh, from 5 to 7. And this is what it's are we in Jersey? This is March sixth, right now, right? Yeah, uh, March sixth. No, seventh. This is March seventh. Yeah, it's the seventh of Jesus March. Jesus Christ, I'm all over. Yeah, the we're flying, man. Yeah. Well, so, we got the leap year, so don't forget about that. You keep bringing Butch. <laughs> Listen, I love the double dose of hate. I love, I love that Butch. Keep doing what you're doing. And it, I didn't, I did, I tore my meniscus, but n- nonetheless. He, well, he knew that one of us got hurt. <laughs> the wallet was indeed lost. You want to? You want to know the worst part about the lost wallet? I lose the wallet. <clears throat> call up all the credit cards. Cancel everything. Cancel banks. So there was a. I found it. Did you really? Yeah. It oh was on my, my bed. It's on my bed. It was on your bed. But I'm looking at all the hot spots in my house. Like I either put it over here the or over table, there. Yeah. The either counter. this table or that counter or over by here. No, no. It was That's terrible. That's the worst feeling in the world, man, when you it, lose your wallet. <laughs> real quick, it'll, I'll say it real quick. I, that happened once to me. Yeah. I lost my wallet on the express bus. Oh, no. So I got all the oh, way home. God. And I called the bank to cancel my card, obviously. Got and they canceled. go. Somebody actually called and left a phone number in case, Get in the case fuck out you of wanted here. a call. Oh. So the bank gave me the phone number. The guy lived like on the other side of the island. I went there. I went to his house. He had my wallet, every credit card, the cash was everything right in there. That is such a feel-good story. <laughs> so there there is some good people out there in the world. I gotta tell you before we jump in, because there's not too much to unpack here because they've been a bit of a slow sports week. Yeah, we hit like a hiatus. I know. It's, it's it, we're in a really weird spot right now. Last night the baby got up um at about three o'clock in the morning and uh I couldn't go back to sleep right away. So I started watching Goodfellas. I watched Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. I watched it the other night. Oh, <laughs> man. Let me tell you, I'm sitting there. It's just every time I see it, it's good. And I don't want to be that prototypical Italian-American Staten Islander <laughs> that's just like, it makes better? you feel what prideful. You? No, it doesn't make, I don't feel any yeah, no, pride no whatsoever. Are you kidding no me? I wasn't raised Italian whatsoever. I never did the fish thing for Christmas. Really? No gabagool in the house. No. No, there was no... My family structure, like not even the structure, but just how I was raised, was just a hundred percent just bland, like no just culture. Existing. No, I, I think we were the prototypical American family. My father is Portuguese Italian. The guy is is white toast. You know what I love about your family, though? Yeah, it, like they they have a good time, and no matter where they are, they just go with the flow. I think that I love that. About you know, them. I'll, I'll say this: I think of all the because I have four cultures, so to speak, in my heritage right i think the the only one that was ever actually celebrated or anything was done was the irish part of my family well the drinking the drinking <laughs> the, the drinking the the big family the loud family the irish goodbye that's why i'm so good at the irish goodbye remember rob used to try to do it i hate it i'm great at it it's really good because you just slip out you it's just slip so away. frustrating though. but um anyway so like i said we digressed before, a little we digressed okay. a little bit but look we're just starting our show um by the way, if you haven't followed us on Facebook, go ahead and go and get the group. We have a page, too. Have we, have we even put anything on the page? I don't know. Because the group is where well, it's at. So I'll be honest with you. I don't really know how the Facebook page works, 
But I don't know as either. As soon as we like started the group, it started to pop off, and people have been like not nonstop. Like I feel yeah. like we say this every week, but it's, it's so true because the people in the group have been so. We want to thank you. We want to thank you. It's amazing. Want to thank you all and share it with your friends. And Butch has been calling in and and giving us some great feedback. And you could do it too, Vin. You have the phone number handy. Yes, I do. I have it right here. Tell people, please. Two zero one five four nine nine seven zero three. And we'd love to hear from you on any topic. When you call, when you call, it goes straight to a voicemail. You don't have to speak to anybody because I hate talking to people. I really don't like doing. I hate it. it. I don't. I turn my phone off where that like if it's not a recognized number, goes straight to voicemail. You could do that? Yeah, I'm going to show you. It's great. You know, I don't have to talk to no Chinese robots anymore because you don't know how coronavirus spreads. And, like, I don't have to worry about that. Um, <clears throat> so we got a slow sports week here. You know it's slow when your headlines, before the guy with the gun in New Jersey or whatever. Or, oh, my like, God. The, the jet. What, a, what an asshole. You got to be really stupid. Oh, wait, wait. Where's he originally from? Because that maybe I it's think not. Alabama. So they've got guns down there. So it's right. not. We have to understand. We have to really understand that for us, guns are very taboo. Okay, not a lot but, of people have but guns. Dom, let me. So nobody has a gun, really. Maybe because we're not the professional athlete. Yeah. If if we're living somewhere where the guns are legal, obviously now, I would guess his main residence has to be New York, New Jersey, playing for the Jets. And we're Probably. talking about Quinn and Williams here, if, if well, nobody's well, may, heard about it. Listen, you're making assumptions here, but I will say this. Before you jump in and continue, I just want to put this out there. For some people in the United States, for some Americans, for some fellow Americans, these are our countrymen, carrying a gun or bringing your gun with you is just as like bringing your wallet somewhere, okay? you're. I'm, I'm just saying because this is this is a different part of the country. This is a different mindset, different culture. It really is. Like literally, you if you feel naked without having your wallet or without having your phone, some people feel that way when they don't have their gun with them. But I mean, it's as, a natural. It's listen how repetitive. Like how many times? Every time you leave the house, you grab your shit. You grab yeah, your wallet, your keys, and for some people, it's like I gotta grab my shit. I gotta get my wallet, my keys, and my concealed firearm. But as a professional athlete, don't you think now you look into it a little more? It's so easy for them. All Quinn and Williams had to do was call his agent. Do me a favor, just look into this. They, uh, but, you don't have to do anything as a professional athlete. To me, someone getting caught with a gun who's not from New York, right, like this, I think this is – I don't – look, you don't know the intelligence factor here. I don't think he's a stupid person. I think it was a, it was just not a lapse of judgment and thought that he had a gun on him. I don't well, think it's a criminal charge levied against him, it's, right? It's funny because – I've, we heard the interviews, and listen, I don't, I'm don't. i not a, a Quinn and Williams hater. I actually liked him coming out of college, so hopefully this doesn't turn into anything big for him, but uh, he, he's just like such a simple person, if I had to guess, because he's you mushy. heard the interviews When, when you him. call him a simple person, that, that kind of implies, you know, stupidity. You don't say that. I'm not saying stupid. I'm but saying he's, he's, he's a big... He's, very, he's like he's, a big teddy bear. That's what I was going to say. He seems like a very big teddy bear Pause. When, but when I, he goes in the interview, bless like, me, th- what is it? Bless you, thank you. And then, and yeah. then he goes. They're talking about Madden, so he goes like, "I'm going to go home and play with myself." And yeah. then he like stopped to think about his wording for a second. So it's I don't innocent. Think, I, it, exa- that's why that's I, a good yeah, word. Yeah, it, that's innocent. Good word. So I think that you know he's also very young. I mean, you got to figure that it's 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 a you know you're caught up in the in the bright lights and stuff like that. I really don't. I don't. You could tell me. Has there been any criminal charges levied against? Him I for don't this? think so. Probably not because it was just. Him probably just not used to the fact that th- this is not acceptable case. here. I hope that's the case because yeah. on top of it, also being a Jets fan to get that news, it's like what else could go wrong? But like, if like say for example, now the guy played his whole rookie year, correct? No, he actually missed a bunch of. games. But I'm just saying he was here for. It's a different situation when you have like Plexico Burris on the other side of it. Oh, shooting himself in the leg. Not even <laughs> just shooting himself. Accidental discharge is a terrible thing. You have to have trigger discipline on everybody. Yeah. But if you're if you're in a situation where you've been in the league for years, okay, and you've been playing in in New York for years, all right. I think he was playing for two to three years at that point. Correct. If I'm yeah, not mistaken, they, it was right after they so, won the Super so Bowl. So listen, you can't chalk that up to, oh my gosh, I'm new, I'm used to having, you know, my gun, blah 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 blah, or or what is it, Carlos Boozer, right? He had the gun in the locker room. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at this picture of Quinn Williams on Pro Football Reference, and he looks. Can you show it to me? Yeah, he looks like a 13 year old boy. <laughs> He's he, got he does. Like, his braces and. He's very young. He's a very young guy. He just happens to be a gargantuan of a human being. Yeah, he is. What is he? Six foot 
303. That's a big man, <laughs> right? He, and he's he's really a boy. He's 22 years old. Yeah, he's a kid. My God, he's my brother Dom's age. He's a child. Born in 1997. People, oh, my God. I remember 97 vividly. That's ins- Actually, Dom's six days older than him. <laughs> That's crazy. And you know what? And This happened uh, not, not too recently, but a little bit back. They tried to cancel Pat Mahomes because he made comments about George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin when he was 16 years old. Yeah, it's, it's With ridiculous. the tweet or whatever. So it's like, listen, people make mistakes, especially when you're young. You can't hold people to... These higher standards. Yes, he's a professional football player and all that, but the guy's going to make some Could some you mistakes. imagine if, if we ever made it big and yeah. people pulled up some of my oh old my God. tweets? The, one of the best, <laughs> one of the best um, comedians, in my opinion, is Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr. He's, he's on record, I think, on his podcast saying, he's like, let someone go through your phone and see if you could go to fucking work on Monday. I wouldn't be able to. And nobody would because it's your, you know. I don't. I'm not saying people are bad people or they have uh, ill motives, but well, you shoot from the hip. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm saying people people say stupid shit and probably just joking around. You know, probably not with any malice or anything like that. But now it's been a really slow sports week until the gun thing came up. Yeah. Because no. the biggest news that we had this week was out the Al Michaels trade. Could and, you imagine this? <laughs> Let me tell you something. This was so shitty. This was such <laughs> shitty news. The biggest news for me this week was Alec Trebek giving his one-year update on being sick. Actually, well, I got I got something along those lines if you want to talk about that. Judge what? Judy's calling it quits. Are you Did fucking you with this? me? No, no, no. You can't be right. I swear to God, she's qu- Judge Judy's show is ending. I need to pause this. Hold on a second. <laughs> he gave me the... Vin just gave me his phone for those, and now that you're joining us again. After 25 years of courtroom dramatics, Judge Judy ending in 2021. A still from the CBS show Judge Judy. It's a picture of her. Judge Judy will be ending, but Judge Judy isn't going anywhere. She announced on Ellen the next season will be her 25th, uh, which will be the last making of the original episodes of Judge Judy. Dom's taking this pretty hard right now. Yeah, I love Judge Judy so much because there's this, I love something about a no-nonsense approach. You know, in a world where you have this old judge letting everyone get off for their fucking tickets <laughs> because someone has cancer and parked in the handicapped spot and forgot the sticker, he's like, hey, you know, what do you think, counselor? Should we let him go? <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> judge Judy would shove the gavel up their ass and make oh, them pay cancer? double. Fuck you, yeah, pay. fuck you. Don't lie to me. No, no, no. That's not what you said in your complaint. Like, you know, like, come on. You know, no, I, I love that other judge. He's, he's really a feel good thing. Like, I love. When I'm going through my feet. We're all like a feel-good thing today. It's a feel-good time. <laughs> Everything's feel-good. When I go through my feet. Well, this was a little bit of a bad news here, seeing that Judge Judy's going to quit. That, that hurts a little bit. She's old, man. It's an end of an era. It's an end of an era. When she changed the hair, we... when she did like the bun, like everyone knew that things were maybe a little rocky. We're, we're losing like some iconic. This is, this is not easy. Eli Manning retired. Eli Manning retired. <laughs> I don't know. Judge I don't Judy. know how much more I can take. Thank David God. right left. Thank God. <laughs> Alec Trebek is still with us. Yeah, really. Because what about he, what about Pat Sajak? I love him. Yeah, he's great. He really is. He's great. You know, it's funny. Uh, he's the Wheel of Fortune guy, right? Yeah. So there used to be a radio show in New York City called Opie and Anthony. They used to have oh, a wow yeah. sticker. They would have Pat Zajac on. The guy is fucking hilarious. Is he really? You wouldn't expect it from him because he's like he does this clean cut guy and all this stuff. He was talking about like blowjobs and shit. Like, oh, shit. I swear to God, and he's doing it in his like Pat Zajac voice. So like, you hear Pat Zajac saying this wild and crazy well, shit. Have you ever seen a, a Bob Saget stand up? Yeah, I don't. I Danny don't, Tanner. I don't like Bob Saget, but, but it's just insane to see like Danny Tanner. Now, now he, he's like on he, stage. He, you know, he just goes so far over the top. I think it's just too he's, much. He's a psycho. Yeah, I just think it's too much. I'm not saying it's like funny he's just a i give him credit for bringing up like getting the material being able to 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 you know do his thing but at the same time it's just you know i so mean Dom. Come, what do you do yeah so wait so al michaels <laughs> al we got we got to stay on track here we're, we're all over the place it's been 15 minutes of us just talking about random shit judge next, judy. next thing you're gonna tell me what you had for dinner last night and we're gonna talk about whether I whether i would have liked can't. it or not yes please don't don't share so al michaels is might be traded can you I, imagine I, this first of all i can't help but chuckle a little bit when i say that we are getting breaking news alerts from ESPN and the, and the like telling us that Al, there's a there's a rumor going around that Al Michaels will be traded. So so what the, do you even like the story this to? of this offseason? And I don't know how the XFL cannot succeed <laughs> if the story of your offseason in the NFL is gun charges 
and announcer deals and players being upset with it with a CBA like <laughs> couldn't call it, uh, I mean not couldn't call it, but uh, mishmash going on. What if the XFL fails? That is divine they, intervention they, from God. If they fail, okay? they have only themselves to blame. If they fail, that is that is proof positive that there is a God <laughs> and he's a comedian. You know what's funny? We spoke about, like, come remember on. when the XFL started, we spoke about how maybe like, uh, it can, not, maybe not it can him, make it and all that. But like a guy like Eli Manning who wanted to extend his career one yeah. more year, maybe they could throw a decent amount of money at him. Yeah. How the fuck is the XFL supposed to pay somebody when Eli... ESPN is getting ready to pay Peyton Manning $20 million a year to announce. Now, you look this up. Has he ever made $20 million in a year? As far as the salary, now, we're not talking about the bonuses and all that shit. Yeah. Peyton Manning played 18 seasons, never made over $20 million in any in a season, just in salary, straight salary. Now, how, I mean, you you played professional football. For 16 plus years, right? Or whatever. <clears throat> and now you're going to get paid to talk? First of all, I, I really, I, I got to wrap my my mind around this, right? <laughs> Tony Romo's making payment. Uh, I mean, getting paid. Now Peyton Manning's going to be getting paid mega money. Uh, uh, what's going on? Like, what? I don't know when, the, I don't know how why? or when. Why so much money? I don't know. It, so Tony Romo, I actually pulled up his also. The, the most Tony Romo made in salary was in 2010. And yeah. 2016, it was the same, 8.5 million. They have, they are getting paid more money to sit down and watch the game of football, talk about it with no absurd. risk, no risk, all reward. I mean, talk you know about who really fucked up. Who? Jason Witten. Oh, but he sucked. But listen, <clears throat> man, no, but he sucked. He they're really giving did. out these contracts. I don't care if I have to go to a coach. <laughs> A voice think? coach, no. an analyst coach. I think there's some things you can't teach, and that guy is just, if he's not working on a farm somewhere, he's playing or football. Or playing football. Or, yeah, that's it. That's all he's going to do. I, if he goes, when he sunsets out of the Dallas Cowboys, he's going to just walk right onto a pasture somewhere and pick up barrel, uh, bales of hay and oh, move them you around. Imagine, could you imagine with a cowboy being, being in the booth Yeah, and then being like, you're so bad, go back and play football, and then the next season they start handing out these contracts? I That's got to make you feel like, real bad. God, I mean, it was that bad. <laughs> it's so. Imagine that you're a professional football, you you know, Pro Bowler. You know, you have records in the league and best tight end maybe in Cowboys history, and like you feel bad that you got shitted on by like the <laughs> ABC or whatever the fuck it is. You feel bad that you have to go back and play. <laughs> Talk about like. I mean, who do you think would be the next best announcer? Because guess what? I don't think Peyton's going to be that good. He's not Eli. But, but I don't. Romo. I don't want to. I don't think I want to hear Peyton Manning's voice a whole game. To be honest with you. So, so uh, it seems like the trend now is that quarterbacks are stepping into the booth. Yeah. So who do you think? You would know who be... I think would be real funny. Who, who I'd be. In... I don't know if he'd be good or bad. I just think it'd be interesting to see because I've heard him speak. Philip Rivers. Phil, I was just had that guy in my head too. <laughs> Philip Rivers. I think he'd be hysterical when he's mic'd up. He's got some funny things. I think he would be good. It's funny because like he could tell how bad some in some of his mic'd ups that he wants to curse, but he doesn't. He's like flipping, dabbling. Gosh darn it, dang it! <laughs> but he wants to curse. Freaking fracking. I would love to see him in the booth. I think he'd be good in the booth. Um, and yeah, I think he'd be good in the booth. Who else? I wouldn't want to see like Drew Brees. I don't think he would be excited. I'd like to see Eli in the booth. I don't want to see Eli in the <laughs> I booth. I think that no, would be funny. There, listen, there's boardrooms out there saying like, just keep away from that man. <laughs> what is Nationwide going to do? Because like, I if don't know. It, who, they can't match that kind of money. I don't know. What are we going to? Who's going to do the Nationwide? Do I apply? Should I apply? Should the Should, Hot Hand Sports <laughs> Network want to try? Make a pitch. We're going to do this right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is our official pitch to Nationwide. Hot Ham Sports. We have lo lots of listeners all over the United States. We will be the ones that could take over for Peyton Manning and we'll when take he half leaves. The salary. We will take. I'll, I'll honestly take three hundred bucks. Three hundred bucks. Just I'm, to, I'm in. You give me you if I could, if I could get three hundred dollars just to do the jingle. Your nationwide is on your mind. However you want it. You know. Nothing beats that new car smell. Yeah, I'll do whatever you want. That's that, the that way. That is great. Yeah. Chicken parm, you taste so good. <laughs> so stupid. I hate it. I hate it. He's good for that, but I don't think he's going to be good in the booth. But you well, know what else? Well, we'll see. ESPN's definitely going to find out. I'm going to tell you something else, though, Vin, because this is like, the, the, no one's even talking about baseball right now. Yeah. I, I haven't heard anything about baseball. You know, it sucks because 
as um that's my that's my that's first you, that's love. your first love. I actually joke around with Erica and that's my wife all the time. I tell yeah. her because she'll she'll get on my on my case about oh you're too much with sports. Yeah. Say listen, I fell in love with baseball way before I fell in love with you. You you, you say that you're joking, but you you mean that. Well, I do. Yeah. And it's not, listen, it's not a bad thing towards my marriage, but I fell in love with <laughs> baseball at the game of four, at the age of four. Well, I'm just saying, you know, that's <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but it's it's it sucks because baseball, uh, you know, they're doing all this, they're doing too much now, man. Listen. If you don't love the game of baseball, yes. shortening the game by 30 seconds or a minute and 30 seconds is Done. not going to make this young generation fall in love with it. First of all, this young generation has the attention span of, of gnats. If it's not flashing in front of them or it's not YouTube or it's not instant, they don't want anything to do with it. I think that you know you need to get some fresh young minds in baseball. You know When you think of the baseball executives and you think of like the organization side of baseball— you're thinking old white dudes that are just doing things real old fashioned yeah. and stuff like that. I said this before and I maintain this. I've said this on other podcasts, my other podcast, Three Beers In. Check it out if you're into craft beer. Um, they should allow the players to use social media in the dugout. I, I think that would be great if you could have players, especially like superstars, like imagine Bryce Harper tweeting after a bad call. Like well, in the dugout. Did you see what they're doing now in spring training? It's actually pretty cool. With the mic'd up the thing, The mic'd right? up thing? Yeah, it's great. That's awesome. I love that. I wonder if they're going to try to bring that into the regular season. It would be fantastic if they had... Because all everyone loves when players are mic'd up. It's great. Everyone wants to be... When they did that... that when the NFL did the Skycam thing, I think it's called the Skycam, when they were able to yeah, zoom like in on from the in. top down, people went fucking nuts for that. The XFL came up with that, by the way. Originally, did they really? Yeah, they did, and like I, th- they were like, I think they were nominated for briefly for like a, a, a an Emmy for it. That's it well, that thing's yeah. amazing, and also like CBS or or one of the other networks or whomever, or maybe the NFL, NFL Films, they won an Emmy because of the lines that they made on like the digital lines. Yes, you know the first down line and stuff like that. There needs to be an approach like that. I I think that if you're able to integrate social media or some sort of on the in the dugout, on the diamond type stuff to draw people in. Like if you have like a contract, I always bring up Bryce Harper because he's one of the, well, he's the like loud mouths. Yeah, he's 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 someone that could bring asses to the seat. He does. Or Whether eyes to the screen. It's, it's, I mean, asses to the seat is one thing, but eyes on a screen is where the future is. And if you're going to get, if you could get people tweeting live in the dugout, you know, after a bad call, after a fucking bench clearing brawl, Something to generate drama that's not bad for baseball. I get it that, like, because I told you when the Astros thing happened, I told you I do not want to talk about the Astros. Yeah, I'm trying so hard. We're not not going to talk about the Astros. But I had told you, I think earlier, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I had said to you, like, I love this. I really enjoy when there's this type of drama in baseball because the game sometimes, most of the time, unless it's the October in the postseason, the game really just isn't enough for the general population. Well, I wonder if so you brought up that camera with football. I wonder if they could bring something. I wonder if they could put that camera in baseball. Put it because in the that uh, in be, the catcher's helmet or something. That would well, they had that for a little while, but I'm talking about that above view. Yeah. It would be pretty cool if they could find a way. A drone. That, uh, put a drone out there. Because because the, I mean that would be a little distracting. But if you more, quiet it or something. the more camera angles and the more we get to hear from the players and all uh, messing with the gameplay. Is That's not, not going to bring people to the game. But, but like, they I have understand. a new rule this year where okay. if you bring in a, a relief pitcher, he's got to face a minimum of three batters, which is ridiculous. That's I mean, really stupid. I don't. I I hope it doesn't mess with the game too much, but it's it's stupid to have. So we spoke about in football how the the punt returners and the kickoff specialists they're obsolete now. Yeah. So now you're basically cutting out the lefty specialist in baseball. Because if you bring in a lefty to face a lefty, now he's got to face two righties after that lefty. It's just like they're making too much with the game. Does it have to be in an inning, or does he have to play? Does he have to do well, it if, the following? If inning? he gets the third out of an inning, yes, then the... you could change the pitcher. But if there's one out in the inning, you... he's he's got to face three consecutive batters before you could take him out. So if he gets an out, do we know then... if they're going to really implement this? They're doing it this year. It's not just a spring training like nope. test. It's it's. In I think that's really season. It's really stupid. lame. It's I like, think it's, it's really late. And now I hear people like they they want to they wanted uh last season people were calling up the show sports shows and saying instead of four balls make it three. 
What? Like what? What are you do? What are we doing? This game's been around for a hundred years. Now we're just gonna completely fuck with the rules. That's like me telling you, you know what? Football's gotten too offensive. Instead of first and ten, let's make it first and fifteen. That's w- dumb. What are we doing? That's dumb. I mean, really, it's not arena football. I mean, like, or, or, you know what I mean? Like, it's you can't change the game that much. No, and I really think it's because it has a lot to do with the millennials who want more and more. So even basketball, they were saying, add a four-point shot. What the fuck is going on with sports? Just leave the games alone. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, I don't think anyone's starving for revenue because these are billion-dollar fucking organizations and all that shit. But they do compete with each other, and, and they do want to have eyes and asses. That's what they want. Eyes on the screen, asses in the seats. And like you had said, and I totally agree with you, if you fuck with the game enough, it's just going to turn a lot of the people who are in in it for the love of the game off, and then you might have someone who watches for a second and then just going to fucking leave anyway. Exactly. I'm telling you, if you bring in some sort of interaction, I mean, it used to be cool watching like on, I think it was like CBS Sportsline on the internet, they'd show you like the pathway of the pitches, the break right. angle and yeah, stuff like absolutely. that. That to me was cool, you know, stuff like that. And seeing love, it that way. I love that you said about um the people who love the game before and the people because let's just let's just go with a very simple number. Let's say two people. I love baseball, the next person doesn't watch baseball. So now they're making all these changes to try to bring that other person in. But now, like you, oh, you said, just have to deal with it. I'm gonna either deal with it or stop watching. You're and not gonna this, stop. Now this person is gonna watch it for what a season, maybe. Yeah, it's just they're doing. No, too but you're much, not gonna. Man. You're not gonna stop. And I'm glad that you brought that up because they're they're hurting their already fan base. Yeah, but they're not because you'll never stop watching. First of all, when it comes to I've said this before, no matter what, when it comes to people like us, you're never gonna stop watching. Okay, when in the NFL you had people on camera beating women unconscious. You had people shooting people, killing people in the in 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 the streets or whatever the hell. You had people drunk driving and all this stuff, substance abuse. We still watch it. Yep, we're addicted to it. We will never stop watching. I said I went as far as saying you could have the entire. Let's use the Philadelphia Eagles because fuck them, right? The entire yeah. Philadelphia Eagles you, joins <laughs> ISIS. Okay, right. the, the the just join the caliphate, <laughs> right? In the- We'd still watch football. Uh, we, yeah. <laughs> We'd, I'd find a way to be like, you know what? I don't agree with their political opinions but uh, and the beheadings, but, uh, you know, I really like to see the blitz. You know, like stupid yeah. stuff like that. It, well, you'll never stop. What would get you to... This is the question. What would get you to stop watching baseball? Oof. Uh, nothing. What would get me to stop watching nothing. You, baseball? If you I don't know, because even if they took nothing. the Mets out of New York, yeah. I'd probably just root... I, 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 you wouldn't I would stop. have to find a team to root for or just follow them. You would probably follow them because even if they disbanded you're, you're the Mets, I'd still watch the game. You are, you are. That's it's why they don't. That's why they don't care about changing the game, right? They don't care about it. It's just that is that going to be what brings people in? And I don't think it is. I don't think. It I don't, is don't think it is. I think it's. I think it's foolish. Is I don't this think the first it's gonna... time we agreed on the show. We no, usually... we agree all the time. <laughs> No, we agree all the time. We because I make the most sense, and you're like, no, yes, you that's correct. No, that's nah, bullshit. It's all right. You know, that's not true. Neither here nor there. I think if you bring the Twitter in, you know, or TikTok or some bullshit, I'd like to see that. Instagram, because like they integrate social media. You got the, the Instagram stuff. They do little interviews and stuff like that, and that's fun because you get an inside inside look at things. But you got live tweets going, maybe even like a periscope of the dugout, like where they they could actually use the cameras. Get people in the game, like get people in the dugout. You want to hear what they're talking about, even if they're fucking cursing and stuff. Make it. Oh, put Peter it, Alonso did that. Put it behind a paywall and say like, "This is like this is going to be mature content." But you're getting the un the exclusive, well, they have unlimited on, access on to, MLB to, on the yeah. app. They have that where you could like pay for the subscription and you could watch every game. It's like the season pass, pretty much. Sure, but, but if, but you if gotta, they attach, like you said, if they attach the that little clause where it eighteen plus, let's say. This is for you, where you could watch the cursing if there's cursing and all that. Well, and there then there's is a, a basic subscription where you just get the games. I think that'd be good. Who doesn't? Who? It, listen, when a guy loses it in the dugout and starts trashing it, throwing the bats, you know, I lo- I toppling over that stuff. Part of the game. All you hear is like the announcer be like, "And he's losing it." And there he goes. <laughs> right. Even that becomes boring because the guy is just like, "And he's upset." 
<laughs> he has taken the baseball bat, and he's, oh, and he's, he's taking it, taking it to the igloo. Can. Oh, the garbage can has been toppled over. There's seeds everywhere. Like that, they're, they're talking about the ro- like the electronic umpires and shit. And just, that, that I don't like. Because, let it uh, go. You know why? Because I alluded to this before. The dr- the, you want drama. You want there to be mistakes could you for imagine, you to opine and be upset about. Could you imagine a strike being called, and then, like, who do you turn around and argue with? Can you no? I mean, like, like you take away some of one of the greatest elements of sports is the risk factor. The fact that you like, if you knew your team was going to win, or if you knew there was like the the what makes it good is the fact that you could be destroyed. Exactly. Like the only reason you cared about the Super Bowl is because your team was in it and they had a chance to win and they lost. And because Thanks of for that, that up no, again. but I'm just saying because of that tremendous uh, emotional impact on you to be so invested that the losing is a part of the winning as well. It makes the winning that much better. It makes it what it is. So now, if you have a situation where everything is going to be, you can't complain then if a exactly. robot says like, it's a, well, no, then it's a strike. You can't. I mean, like we could come in and be like, I can't believe they called him out. I can't believe they did this. I can't believe that. One of the like, look at the guy who who interfered with uh, Moises Alou in in Chicago. Was it Moises uh, Alou? Steve Bartman. Steve Bartman. Like, that was great. That what, was what great. Was, what was the kid's name? There was a kid who did it in Yankee Stadium too, and it became like, oh man. Now I, I understand that people tried to kill the guy and stuff. Like, they really, they did. really tried to kill him. But nonetheless, <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Bartman, if you're out there listening, because we do have people all over the United States listening. Um, I don't want Jeffrey I don't, I, Mayer. Oh, that Jeffrey was the other Mayer, guy. That was the one. I think your life is. I think everyone's life is very important, and I don't think anyone should be threatened uh, or anything like that. No, not over sports, but man. but that type of error, that type of mistake, it breeds a conversation. Like, can you believe that he fucked it up? And then everything was ruined. We're never going to win a World Series. You know, you take. And what, the, yeah, what do you do? Just now? empty out the st- empty out the stands. You know, we don't need people out there watching like uh, stupid shit like that. Actually, the, you just said that, and it's funny because I was going to bring this up. You said emptying out the stands. Did yeah. you see the NBA is talking about scheduling games with no fans in the arenas? Well, look, I'm a big sports fan, and I also like quirky sports and stuff like that. When I when I was on paternity leave with my daughter, I watched sumo wrestling live. <laughs> now every other month, I'm being serious. Every other month, there's a grand tournament in Tokyo. Okay. Or other parts of Japan. And uh, they're going to do that this year. There's going to be no crowd. They have a name for it in the Japanese, but there's going to be, it's called under closed doors or, or behind closed doors. The NBA wants to they're do They're going that. to have the full. Now, for, you have to understand, this is like the Super Bowl for Japan every other month. The whole country is galvanized and ready for, for this. sumo wrestling. For the sumo grand tournament, right? And, you know, th- there's someone that comes out with a drum. He bangs the drum all the way up into a tower. He's banging the drum in the tower. The whole country just wakes up ready to go. Is it an Astros fan? It's every day they have a... It's 15 straight days of sumo, you know, from all ranks all the way up to the Yokozuna and stuff like that. So... Wait, is that a real... Yeah. Yokozuna is like a That's class? the top... Yeah, that's the top guy. Like the old wrestler? Yeah. Well, no. The, is that called, where the name they, came from? Well, yeah, they called him Yokozuna, but that is... That's like the, top. the top. Oh, yeah. See, you learn something new every day. And right now, there's two Yokozuna, Hakuho and Kakaru. Wait, is that? Are you serious? Yeah, they're both Mongolian, but they're, Jesus. they're the top. Uh, Hakuho there's two is really Yokozuna. Good. There's two Yokozuna because there's an East Division and a West Division. Sometimes there's no Yokozuna. Sometimes there's one. Sometimes there's can two. We, can can I watch I, this with I, you? I, I let me tell you something. <laughs> I am addicted to sumo because there's some because I told you about this with baseball. I love the fact that it's like a hundred years old. Nothing's changed. Right. And you could look back at the history of it. They've been doing this since like the yeah, year fourteen hundred. Like Knock the guy out of the ring. Yeah, they have been doing it since like the year fourteen hundred, and nothing has changed. Everything that they do traditionally is the same that it's been at least recorded. They started recording it Western, like historians have been recording it since the 1700s. So like every, everything that they do, every motion that they do, all ceremonial dances that they do, the stomping that they do, been been like that for centuries. And you people out there thought we only talk about baseball and nah, football. This is, where, <laughs> this is your one-stop shop for sumo wrestling coverage. Uh, I really do love the sumo. So, really so, so the past few weeks, we've tried to become the official podcast of XFL. Nationwide. Are we, are we pitching sumo now, too? We're going to pitch uh, sumo. So anyone out there that's, uh, uh, you know, we're going to try to hit the Japan audience hard. <laughs> Anybody with a sumo connection, hey, listen, they're gonna be they're gonna be sitting at home because they can't go to the to the to the tournament. True. So they they need someone to to. We want to be the Yokozuna of podcast. We're gonna be we're gonna be the Yokozuna. 
of podcasting. All right, look, we're going to take a little bit of a break. And on the other side, we're going to have James talk to us about the Rangers a little bit. Yes. Right? That's going to be fantastic. So just on the other side of this music, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to hear the interview. Be right back. All right, Hot Ham, thank you all for staying tuned uh, to this podcast. We talked about life and we talked about sports a little bit. Yeah, we touched on a little bit of everything. But now we're going to turn it over to James. James out of Staten Island wants to talk to the New York Rangers with us. James, how are you doing today? Yo, what's up, guys? Doing great. How are you guys doing? We're doing really great. I'm really, I'm really, really glad that we were able to get James on the line, and especially the fact that we now have him on Skype, which sounds so much better than the phone. I'm it's great. And that's something that uh, we do here at Hot Ham. We have people come on and talk about sports. So James, you're a huge Rangers fan. How's your how Big do you time. how do you feel about this team right now and the direction that they're going in? Who's your favorite player and what do you think the future holds for this young team? Oh man. Good questions there. Favorite player. Favorite player. I don't really have a favorite player to be completely honest with you, but this team has been fun to watch, man. I've been watching consistently for years and years and years. Last year was tough to watch through. It was an obvious rebuild point. And um, this year going in, we're looking at, okay, maybe we take a little bit of a step forward, but they, uh, they really turned it up once, uh, once we turned the calendar to 2020. Um, James, real quick. I'm going to tell you just insane. Right oh yeah. Now. That, that, that's what I was going to ask you about. This is such a duo. Can you, here's a little bit of a Rangers trivia for you. We're going to throw it back a little bit here. When was the last time, when was the last time, give me the year and the players, that the Rangers had two 30-goal scorers on the roster? Can you name the players and the year? Two 30-goal scorers. Oh, man. The last time this happened. Can you, can you do it? He got me with this question, too, James. I got one of them. Let's see if you could get the other. Jesus I feel like it's got to be a, a pretty pretty long time ago because even when we were making these runs, we were like, uh, a team that was like the sum of its parts. There was like nobody like really, really killing it on, in the point department. Um, oh man, you put me on the spot. I don't really know. <laughs> I it's had to put him on the spot. Maybe ninety-seven ish. Okay, a little too early, but the last time this happened, there's two hockey players. It was the year two thousand five, two thousand six. So maybe you can, uh, maybe that'll help you a little bit. Two thousand five, two thousand six. One, one of them. Wait, wait, was no, a no, 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 no. Just let him. Just let him. Let him go. Let him work. I would say Yager and Nylander. Oh, Nylander was a good. He guess. was a good one. He was a good. It was you. You were right with the first one there. Yami Yager. He scored fifty-four goals, if I recall. Click, click, click. Yep. And Rick Peter Pruka, thirty goals. Oh wow, or thirty-two the goals. Year. Yeah, man, yep. that guy was the, uh, the definition of a flash in the pan. Oh my goodness, that, yeah. That's, yeah, right. Guy that's was like, a good, uh, good trivia point there. Just it's just a little fun because I mean right now everyone's so just mesmerized by Mika Zibanejad and uh, and uh, Merkin, the Breadman. <laughs> so James, I got I got one for you. Uh, this is going to be a two part question. Go for it. How do you feel about Quinn as the coach? And now you're you're a big hockey guy. Can you name me as of right now? Let's say the past few weeks, a hotter duo than Panarin and Zibanejad across the NHL. I'll take the second one first because the answer is a flat out no. Okay. Uh, I, I I follow the Rangers a lot more than the rest of the league. I used to follow the rest of the league a lot more in depth, but I don't see how you could be more hot. I mean, every time Panarin touches the puck, it's magic. What a sign! And 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 uh, Zibanejad is just so clutch. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, so really, no, truly, nothing hotter. Every time, every time Panarin does touch the puck, it's a magical thing to see. Now, I, I had this is an interesting thing for me. I was a huge Ranger fan for a very long time, and then I fell off a little bit. I stopped, I stopped watching outright. Okay, and now I'm returning to the team, and this gives me a little bit of an insight on just giving you and uh, you know the just just how it is and how I see it. Being that I've been out of it for so long, are you concerned at all with how? pretty bad our defense is because this seems to be a little bit of a problem moving forward. And what do you think that we could do to improve on uh, the defensive side of the puck? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, that's the top of the list of things that need to be improved and coming out of like the years where McDonough and Girardi were like a great shutdown pair. It seems like we've tried to like replace them with a couple different moving parts and, 
we, we haven't had that consistent unit. And, uh, I mean, I love Mark Stahl to death for being a, a ranger for so long, but the money we're paying him and uh, the spaces he's taken up uh, in the past couple uh, past couple of years, I think, has held us back. But I think uh, we we have a really nice core of young kids now. The Fox and Lindgren pairing is uh, is really really uh, moving forward a lot faster than I thought it would. So we might have a shutdown pair there already. Uh, that's going to be getting better and better. But the left side of the defense, uh, we don't have much there. We have Ling- Lindgren, but uh, once we move Shea out of there, then we're just looking at Stahl and Smith, who've done a pretty good job this year. But uh, we have a couple guys in the pipeline that should be coming up in the next year or two that I think should make this an all-around good unit. But you never know with the prospects, how quickly they'll pan out or yeah. how good they'll become. But that is the weak point. We, we score a lot of goals, but we give up a lot of goals too. And that's why we're not further up in the standings. So now <clears> – <throat> James, uh, I do have another question. As a Rangers fan, it's got to be tough for you because I know it is for me. So now, going forward, how would you handle, because we're obviously all very excited about Shesterkin. The kids look like the Mm -hmm. real deal from the second he skated onto the Garden Ice. Now, what would you do going forward with the Lundqvist situation? Because it's such a tough one uh, as a guy who's given so much to the franchise. How would you handle that? This is tough, man. I've been losing sleep over this. I wake up in cold sweats in the middle of the night. <laughs> I heard one time he woke up and urinated thing. himself in the night. I didn't one want to bring time, it up, but one time. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but but this this situation is really tough. It's Lundqvist has been the heart and soul of this team forever, and through his uh, the peak of his career, we were just a step or two away, or a piece or two away from being able to get him his cup. And uh, it kills me that he's at this spot right now. But it's like, it's almost like it's a paradox situation here because Lundqvist is a type of goalie where he needs uh, he needs to play frequently to get in a groove. And if he was to do that, I'm still pretty confident that he could be close to peak Lundqvist. But at the same time, you got these two young kids, Igor especially, that they've already proven that they're ready for the big time here and they need to be playing too, or else, or else you have to lose one, one of them. And so we're in uh it's an embarrassment of riches here with goalies and the no trade clause with Lundqvist is, is the, the tough part because you can't just ship him out. He doesn't want to leave. He loves being here. So I, I mean, going into, as this year went on, I, I figured maybe Georgiev would get traded because Pretty obvious. Igor is probably has a, probably a higher ceiling, and he's ready to be a number one. But it's it's just tough to trade a goalie midseason. There's not that many contenders there that are lacking a goalie. So I don't know. I think you either trade Georgie in the off season, or you have to try to trade or buy out Hank. As much as it as much as it kills me to say, I think that's really the only routes you could take. You know, James, it's really crazy that we, you know, when you look at the grand scheme of things with sports, you're you're also a diehard Jets fan. My apologies, um, <laughs> and you know, we were talking about this last week. Uh, I think it was last week. How at least like for me, being a Giants fan, Eli Manning, you know, having those two Super Bowls, someone that you 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 look at as the heart and soul of your team, um, and you have those good memories. It is such a shame that. Probably the the defining memory that I'll ever have, and I think a lot of Rangers fans have this memory as well, is Henrik Lundqvist laying down flat on the ice when the Kings won the the game to to win the Stanley Cup, and how he was yep. just laying there defeated. That's like his yep. he's the, he, that's like the YA tittle picture. Yeah, it is the most depressing thing to ever happen. I think. And now um, this is going to be the this is unfortunately going to be the legacy. If 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 this doesn't turn around, or they try to figure out how to get him into the game and uh, more and get them, uh, you know, deep into the playoffs. Now, a question here that I want to bring up as well: What do you think about the 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 prospect of this team maybe making it to the playoffs? And if they do make the playoffs, do you think that they can really go deep, or do you think that this, they're going to be out real early? Uh, it's a good question. Um, I mean, looking at the standings, we are. Two points out of uh, of the last wild card spot. Which is we're incredible. We're yeah. just behind the Islanders, but they have one game in hand on us. So 
we got to work it out for us there. We have to keep winning, obviously. Um, I think they can, especially since supposedly Igor is playing tonight. I don't know how. Really? That's uh, good. Yeah, suppo- supposedly uh, his broken rib, they were going to evaluate him in two weeks, and now all of a sudden he's ready to go. I don't know. Maybe they put some flex seal on that rib or something. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. How they get him back so quick? Wow. But uh, if he if he comes back and he's uh, and he picks up where he left off, I don't see why they can't w- keep winning. Um, maybe they squeak in. Uh, I mean, I think best case scenario is they squeak into that seventh or eighth spot, the the last wild card spots. And if they do, hockey is a funny sport where it's really just whoever's hot really could take down anybody. But James. Let me um, ask you, is there a matchup that you would like to see if they do make it in and, and one that you would like to avoid? Like, who who would you want them to play and who would you be terrified of them playing? <sighs> That's a good one. I mean, I feel like Washington will be really tough. They have a lot of firepower. If we have to play them, I think it would be really tough. Talking Boston's the, really had a, tough. Had that bloodbath the other day with it. Oh, just goals, God, yeah. goals, goals. Imagine, imagine you took the over on that. You were swimming in you know, cash. <laughs> I don't love our chances against Boston, That's Tampa, say. or Washington. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh's kind of up in the air. They always have some key guys injured. So, I mean, that that would be a hell of a series, I think, if we played them. But uh, the rest of the teams, I'm not too scared of. But uh, I'm trying to be realistic with it and not uh, not put the cart before the horse here. I, I don't expect them to go on a big run. And even if they... Uh, just squeak into the playoffs. That's a huge win from when you look at the start of the season, where do you th- where we think they would have been. So that's what I'm looking at. I also want to ask you this real quick. Like I said, as a diehard uh, Rangers fan, where do you, how do you see this team moving forward in five years, like over a five year period? Like what would you say is the realistic outlook for this team? So I, I also don't want to ignore what Vince said before with, Dan, uh, with David Quinn. He asked me about, how I felt on him and I kind of answer both of these questions. I think he's done a real good job. P- people were giving him a bit of a hard time in the beginning uh, and last year when he was playing a lot of veterans and uh, we were like not really an exciting team to watch. So I've been patient with him, and I think it's starting to pay off. I think he's little by little giving the keys to these younger kids as he sees them uh, become more ready. Um, but as far as moving forward, I really do think we're in a great spot here. Uh, Igor seems like we've we found our successor to Lundqvist, so we passed the torch to him. We improved the defense a little bit. Uh, we're going to get Kreider back after the injury. That was a big blow right now. That That is true, yeah. Hard to replace right now. So let's say we come back next season. Kreider's there. He picks up where he left off. The rest of these big offensive guys uh, continue what they're doing. Hopefully, Capo Caco takes another step. Heedle takes another step, and we have some more like secondary scoring. I think I think we're on our way to be a really competitive team here. James, yeah, just got to improve that defense a little bit. I want to ask you: Are there any players that you're eyeballing in the offseason that the that you want to see the Rangers acquire that can really make a, a difference here uh, moving forward? I haven't looked that far ahead yet. I'm, okay. I'm just enjoying watching them every night, and and really not even looking too far ahead. I would just try to try to find. Some sort of left-handed veteran defenseman that you could plug in to replace one of either Stahl or or Smith that's a little younger, plays an all-around game. I haven't looked at names yet and see, to see who's available because these guys end up signing the contracts sometimes right before free agency, and it's kind of like a useless uh, exercise for me right now, I feel like. So, James, uh, this, is, this is the last one for me, and – uh, I had mentioned to a, fr- a friend recently, a guy like Truba. Now, this is a guy that I feel he knew we were rebuilding, but it's also a guy that you want to have on your team once the rebuild is over. So now I'm going to ask you, building a team from scratch, you're the GM. How would you want to build your hockey team? Would you want to build up your offense and then plug in the defense or build up uh, lockdown defense and then plug in the offense? That's that's tough. That's tough. I ideally you want a mix of all of that. I, I, I you want a well-rounded team there. So with a guy like Truba, he brings a little bit of both. I think he hasn't had the best year uh, this year, and some people are down on him, but he's being miscast a little bit as he needs to be our right-handed shutdown defenseman guy. 
And uh, I think he's better served to be like a second pairing defenseman, plays a little bit of power play time, and he chips in offensively uh, uh, here and there and has a, a pretty good point total. I don't know exactly what it is, but he's put up points this year. So I'm not down on him. The contract's fine. And each year as we go forward, those contracts start to look better and better as the cap goes up anyway. So I'm fine with Truba. Um, with with your question, though, I mean, you want a well-rounded team. You want you want to have trust in some defensemen that you know could shut down a pairing. When Ovechkin and Backstrom go on the ice, you want to have somebody like we used to have with Girardi and uh, McDonough in their prime where I love we were – we were, we were shutting them down and top lines weren't able to do anything on us. So you want to have that, but you want to have your offensive specialists where we got D'Angelo, we got Fox, two right-handed defensemen that are, are really chipping in on the power play and controlling the puck. And uh, so you want a mix of everything. I, I think that's the best way to put it. All right, James, one last question to wrap things up because, and we really appreciate your time and your, and your opinions here. Uh, who do you think should get the captain C next year? Do you think they should all have the uh, the A like they're doing right now? Oh man, um, I think eventually you got to hand out the C to the C to somebody, and I think Zabanejad deserves it most probably. I think I, as much as I love Panarin and uh, his uh, his magician plays on the ice, he uh, I think you want to give it to somebody who speaks a little better English than him. Nobody. Uh, Nothing against him. I mean, he's from Russia, but you need somebody that could be more of a leader in the locker room and and probably communicate to to the team and step up and talk when somebody needs to talk. So I think Zibanejad's the uh, probably uh, my number one pick. I think Kreider. Now that we re-upped him, he's definitely a leader in the room right now that deserves uh, deserves a look at that. So yeah. those would be my two top choices. All right, James. I really appreciate your time and your opinions. Thank you for listening and thank you for participating. Is there anything you want to say to anybody in the world right now? You have the floor. Go. Oh, man. Um, uh, no, nah, just keep it up, guys. You guys are doing great. And uh, like I said to you guys before, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. You guys should get a pretty good following. And I like the fact that you talk about a lot of topics. So keep it up. And uh, hopefully we can get together soon. Thank you so much, James. And uh, let's, let's enjoy enjoy the rest of the season, man. Hopefully uh, we get to watch some playoff hockey. And and uh, if that happens, we're going to have you back on to uh, talk more in depth about the playoffs. Definitely. we we'll do that. And as we get closer to uh, NFL draft time, we could uh, talk a little more uh, draft talk. And yeah, uh, we could Absolutely. talk about how the Jets are going to or uh, if they blew it already. We'll figure that part out. <laughs> All right, James. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. What a lovely interview. It was great. I really, it's I really, it's nice to hear from somebody who's passionate about the team. I also, let me tell you, I kind of feel bad. We we told him, like, hey, we're just going to talk Rangers. No big deal. We start asking him hard questions. Yeah. <laughs> right after my little trivia, you were like, um, you know, what are you doing with your life in the Rangers? Like, and he's like, well, he, but he, he was good at it. He handled it well. No, he definitely handled it. He weathered the storm real well. And the funny thing was, during the interview, Vin's trying to get my attention because whenever you're talking on these microphones, for some reason you feel like you're on live radio and you want to like preserve the. Oh, don't do that. We also didn't want to interrupt James, but it, we we got a voicemail. Yes, we did, and it's Ranger related. We're gonna play it right now. So just hit hit play. <clears throat> hey, it's Helena Sitzel from Massapequa. Just calling about the Rangers, how they're coming in like a freight train. Loving watching them right now, and it seems like Panarin and Mika are carrying the Rangers on their back right to the playoffs. Let's go, Rangers. You know, I love the excitement. I really, there's a buzz in the air. There when really I, is. Like I said, I hadn't watched this team in a couple of years. Okay. I think when Zabatajad first came onto the scene is when I kind of fell off. I'm watching this team. When they have the puck and they're in the offensive zone, the, I, the puck handling and the puck movement, the skill is. It's insane, and it's really really exciting to watch. So I want to thank her for for calling in because we shared that excitement because we are Ranger fans, but, you know, we we try to keep it, you know, level and everything like that. We do have Islander fans that follow us. Yeah, we try try to be very objective, but... uh, Try to be objective about what we do. Those of you in the Facebook group, that was was Helena Pistone, and and she's very active in the group, which is awesome because she is a big Rangers fan, and uh, we've had... Being in New York. Hit them with the number there again, Vin. Let them know that they could call in at any time and leave a message, and and we're going to play it, and we're going to talk about it. Give them the number. Give them the number again. 
nine seven zero three standard standard rates apply (laughs) (laughs) all funding goes to the help in the coronavirus so we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this show with a little something that you've been passionate about oh god lately and because he's a 49ers fan we only got about five minutes so vin i'm gonna try to make it quick see if you can make it quick see if you you got five minutes so tell us how you feel okay so obviously the rumors swirling around have been brady and now that now the 49ers popped into it which, as a 49ers fan, I can't tell you how much I fucking hate the idea of this. I mean, it makes sense. Because, no, it doesn't. I don't understand. Because the guy's 40, he's going to be 43, yeah. Garoppolo's 28. Now, I have numbers right here real quick. Oh, In here 2016, go. Garoppolo was 2-0 and at New England. By the way, when, when the GOAT, uh, supposedly, I'm putting air quotes around that, was suspended for cheating. Uh, 17, the 49ers had one win. Garoppolo stepped in. They were 1-10, by the way. He stepped in. He was 5-0. and The team finished 6-10. and uh, In 18, he got hurt in week three against the Chiefs. They were 1-2. and The team finished 4-12 and without him. Last year... Well, wait a minute. Who was the quarterback when they went 4-12? Oh, hold on. I'm no, gonna... who was the quarterback, though? It was Nick Mullins. <laughs> okay, continue. Hold on, hold on, because <laughs> I'm going to get into more parts of the team. Last year, Garoppolo plays his first full season as a starting quarterback in the NFL. With one of the best defenses. Go ahead. Hold on. The team went 13-3. and three Yeah, Trent Dilfer and did that And a Super Bowl. Yeah, Trent Dilfer. A Super Bowl appearance. Trent Dilfer. So that's, that's 21-5 and five as a career Brad Johnson. quarterback. A starting quarterback. You ever heard of Trent Dilfer and Brad Johnson? Okay. I'm going to give you the defense. Okay. In 2018, I heard last year. By the way, the 49ers, since Garoppolo took over, since he's missed games, they're 4-20 and 20 without him. Yeah, Nick fucking Mullins was the quarterback. Now you said the defense carried them last year. I didn't say carried. Well, you said okay, they had a great defense. I said you right? could have put Brad Johnson or Trent Dilfer in there, and you you could have won a Super Bowl. You're gonna sit there and fucking try to tell many, me. Now you're, you're a football no, no, no. guy. Wait, you're you, a football you, guy. How many guys are on a defense? How many starting guys are on a defense? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yes. Well, you're a little off, and you I, know, I don't know. and I'm you just, know that you're off. I'm just throwing numbers. Out there. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. now let's count because in 2018, that four and twelve team had Armstead. DeForest Buckner, Richard Sherman, Jaquiski Tart, Thomas Warner. Let me and tell you, Jaquiski Tart Hold is on. some name. Okay, that's seven of the eleven from 2018. That defense that was so dominant last year, those seven started in the Super Bowl for the 49ers this past year. Okay. You, I love that you did all this research and stuff. It doesn't mean it shit does because no, it doesn't. If your quarterback is so, you don't think Garoppolo had anything to do with the team winning? I think he's an. I'll tell you this, Garoppolo is an improvement on Nick fucking Mullins. Are you kidding me? But okay, you. So you think where's Nick Mullins in, now? Where's Nick? He's he, on the team still. He's, he, the backup. he's the backup. He should be in the XFL. Well, he'd, be the, he'd probably be the best. He'd quarterback be really in the good XFL. in the XFL. Now you're not going to sit here and try I'm to convince me. I'm not taking me. Brady over Garoppolo. There's no way. I guarantee. I could. I could. Listen, we've talked about it when the when the 49ers lost the Super Bowl. Okay, it came down to who's going to have the experience. Jimmy Garoppolo won Super Bowls year, riding dog. a bench. I don't care about one year. It was There's, his first season. There are certain football players in the NFL that if you put them in the same situations as Jimmy Garoppolo in, they would succeed. Eli Manning would have driven down that field and oh, won the game. It. Get the fuck out of here. He's if done you, it. If you tell me that Tom Brady yeah, was I think he won the game. 36, I would do this move. It's not about listen, it is it's about not, that. no no no. The Denver Broncos did this. Okay. They I'm, went out. I'm so glad you brought them up. Because I wrote them down also. They won. Who was the quarterback before, before before Peyton? Tim Tebow. Tim fucking Tebow. <laughs> Hold on. Now, Peyton went there, and he listen, had a great first season, right? I, listen. Yes or no? Listen to me. Yes or no? Listen to me. Yes or no? Listen to me. <laughs> this is <laughs> so simple. This, this is this is very simple. You can't sit there and tell me that you're going to try to use this argument against me that in, in where there's a team. I don't want Tom Brady. When there's a team that has a good defense, if not great defense, and then they upgrade the quarterback that they're not going to be successful. Okay, Look at what happened when they upgraded. So they, they upgraded. And they, hold on. They when they won upgraded. The Super Bowl. They upgraded to who? They upgraded to Jimmy Garoppolo, and you had success. Garoppolo didn't get the job done. It was his first season. He didn't get the job done. So he, you're he's me 29 years old. He's 28. He's 28 years old. There's no, no way that he, this is his first season in the NFL. I'm sorry. No, he's not it a rookie. was his first full season I don't as care. a starter. I don't care. It all came down it to one game. It all came down to one game. But you should And then care. you got people that have been there that could have fucking finished the job. He didn't finish I'm, the job. Well, hold on. I'm he not, didn't finish I'm the job. Did he finish the job? Finish the job? No, but Dom, I'm not. Okay, thank you. Let me ask you one question. Let's say now the 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 NFL is keeps moving forward in protecting we have thirty these seconds. quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Now, let's say he plays till Jimmy till Brady's age. That's 14 years of quarterback that the 49ers are giving up. What the fuck is that noise? Oh, my God. Erica. <laughs> Listen, I don't care. Listen, the difference is you have Tom Brady I'm under not, the I'm center. I'm not taking Brady. You have Tom Brady under center. I'm not taking him. In this past Super Bowl, you probably would win. I'm not taking Brady. I don't want him. He's 42 years old. And you're not thinking about the future. You're thinking right now. I'm not this taking is just him. like when we said to Frank, sorry, you wouldn't take, you wouldn't take Drew Brees. Drew Brees was 35 at I the don't, time. It doesn't matter. You, it does matter. Thank you for listening, everybody. Right, Please join, <laughs> join the Facebook group and call the number and have a great time. It does matter because... It- It's a it's a win now league. It's a, it's a win now league. Is it not? Is it not a win now league? You win now. So who it gives a shit? You, you put Jimmy G on the bench again to Brady. You win a Super Bowl. You put him back in when I'm fucking not, Brady retires. I'm not taking fucking Tom Brady. You're I so fixed on the name. Oh old. my god! And then you could possibly win a Super Bowl. That's how that's how stubborn you're gonna be. What if they don't? That's how what if they don't? You give yourself a better chance to win if you have someone experienced as Tom Brady and and the thing, okay? What if they don't win? That's the end of the show.